It is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by Fubo TV. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I am excited because later today you'll be flying across the country and I'll get to give you a big old bro hug, bro. That's right. Blitzball 3 is coming up. Now, it won't air until May, but we are filming it this week, and we have an orientation tomorrow. Mm. Everyone will be in the building. I have to turn my character on. You know I have like a little bit of villainous character in these BB3 uh, <laughs> you know, recording, so I have to turn it on. I actually apologized to the chat today. I said, look, guys, I know that it's going to come, and I'm going to be mean to some of you, but I want to let you know I love you, and thank you for participating. <laughs> You are a two-time defending Blitzball champion and the reigning right. league MVP. New partner in producer Dan. We'll be talking about that later in the week. But we got another cool thing that is happening. We have our fan question of the week. It is sponsored by Fubo. So at the end of a week, we will pick our question of the week, which you can turn in on our social media channels on Chris Rose Sports. So whether that's uh, most likely Twitter is the best place. So throw out something creative, inquisitive. We will pick your question of the week. And whoever gets it gets a Baseball Today t-shirt just wow. like this. Yes. Very cool. So make sure you, you know, you pique our interest. And also one other thing. Check out FuboTV at FuboTV.com slash Baseball Today. You can get a seven-day free trial plus 15% off your first month. So get those questions in by Wednesday night because we're going to be doing it on Thursday. Okay. So let's get to it. The WBC actually starts tonight out in Taiwan between Cuba and the Netherlands. Um, there was some big news recently. Vladdy Jr. out because of a bad knee, but Shohei Otani very much in. In fact, he hit a couple of bombs, one off of his Adrian Beltre knee. What was the bigger story that Vlad will be a no-go for the DR or that Shohei is all full steam ahead? All I want is for Shohei to just shine on this stage again and show everyone like what he can do. I love it. I think internationally, he's like our guy right now. We need to showcase him as much as possible. Vladdy being out, that was a big deal for the DR. Who's going to play first base, Chris? Like we got... Is Robinson Cano going to move over there? Are we going to move oh. Machado over there? Is is Devers going to no. go over there? What do you Stop. do? Is Nelson Cruz going to play it? Yes. Here we go. Nelly Cruz, Robinson Cano, a combined 118 years old, will split first base duties. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Have they announced that yet? Because I haven't seen no. anything on it. And we were trying to go over today. Who moves over there? You have If you have Devers and Machado, move one of them over to first base. I think that's what you have to do. I, Let's put Machado over there. I've made the decision. Nelly Cruz, I know you're the GM slash player slash whatever. Like, just phone me up, bro, and I'll tell you how to write this lineup. Machado to first base is the answer there. But it's two big stories. Uh, Shohei's the man. Well, the correct story is Shohei because he is unquestionably the biggest star on the planet in this sport. Right? Yes. You would agree with me on that. 100%. He's At least who's, he's best... who we want to showcase. Uh, yeah, but... There's not another player walking the planet like him. He is one of one. He's the most important player on the planet. He is the best player on the planet. I know that, listen, Aaron Judge had a remarkable year last year, and I have no qualms about him getting the MVP. But I'm just talking about, since this is the global space we're talking about, and we so rarely have a chance to chop it up, 
globally in this sport. This is it. He is the biggest name bar none, right? 1,000%. Not even 100%. We talked about this on Talking Baseball a little bit. If we want to grow the game internationally, the WBC is kind of like where we have to do it, where we have Mm – country versus country and like all this enthusiasm comes out. So him being on that big stage against the Dominican or against the U S is, is this is what we need in the sport. I mean, don't we want a final? I, I didn't, I actually forgive me. I was doing the combine this weekend. So I haven't even seen if Japan and the USA can play in the final. I, be- um, I believe I believe they can. It depends yeah, I, on where uh, the Dominican or whoever comes out of their side is ranked one or two. Got it. Got it. Okay. Don't we need like a Shohei versus Trout? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. As long as we're all on the same page here. Most likely, that's going to happen in either semi- the semifinals or the finals, and that'll be in well, Miami. And it- oh my goodness. Yeah, it would be great. Like air, I, I need that. Hey, listen, I, I think it sucks that Vladdy can't be there. I love watching him play, I, you know, and I love it when he gets, you know, gets to hang out with guys from his homeland, too. I mean, which is such a different event, and I just love seeing that bonding. But it's not nearly as big a story as just Shohei getting ready to go. Did you hear the crowd when he hit those homers, yes. too, Shohei? Dude, like, that so is good. awesome, man. Like, we got to get over so there. We got to go to Japan, me and you. Oh, I well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When you get up here, I'm going to tell you a little story about Japan and baseball coming up, but I don't want to share it here quite yet. Um, so Team USA, they are led by first-time manager, my good buddy Mark DeRosa, who was recently on the Rose rotation. And I asked him about calling guys and having them join the team, and he said they were just so fired up, starting off with Nolan Arenado. He was calling me from jump, like, who's pitching for us? Like, if I'm going to do this, I want it. I'm all in like I, we're going after this. So and that's been the message from a lot of the guys. I mean, Trout wouldn't be doing this. Anything but winning this thing's a failure in a lot of these guys eyes. So I love that fact. Is it a failure if Team USA does not win this? A hundred percent, dude. Like you go into something like this. We just talked about a galvanizing countries and, you know, how all the enthusiasm the shit talking that's going to go on after this is done. That's almost as important. Like these clubhouses are full of dudes participating in this. A lot of them are the best players on the team. Like bragging rights means something. And you know, the U S like, this is our game. Yeah, I get it, man. Like there's other countries that freaking play this game really well. This is still the U S is freaking sport. So you have to go represent. We have our stars in there. Now we have some guys, you know, bowed out of the tournament. Yes, but we have some real deal superstars on this team. This isn't the college team playing in the Olympics. Like these right. are our guys. So we need them to show up for us. It's not going to be easy. This isn't a cakewalk. Japan's incredible. The Dominican's incredible. Venezuela's incredible. I mean, Puerto Rico is incredible. So like, it's not going to be easy, but yes, if we don't win this whole dang thing, it is a failure and there will be crap being talked in the clubhouses. Okay, so I understand the shit talking part within the clubhouse because we just had Miggy Rowe on the show in an episode that was released today or on Monday. And, you know, he said that Freddie Freeman dressed head to toe in his Canadian red zip up on his way out and was letting Mookie Betts have it. And Will Smith, um, you know, he he loved that part about it. So that part I get. You of all people, Trevor Plouffe, should know how tough it is to win. Yeah. One game, 
one of one. And that is it. How many times when we had the the freaking one game wild card did the better team win? Did it always happen? No. Heck, it doesn't even happen when there's a full series. Last year, the Dodgers had 111 wins and the Padres had what, like 87 or something? And the Dodgers got beaten four games. So we know that even in a short series, let alone just a singular game, that something can go wrong. So you of all people to say, oh, yeah, it's a must win. It's not a must win. This is not the sport to have a must win in. Don't you you people me because go and talk to every <laughs> single person on that USA roster and ask them that question. And what do you but think the answer di- is going to be? Why? Absolutely. They'll say it's a must win, but it's it not is. when you're, when you think, when you think baseball practicality, it's not a must win because there is no such thing. You can't have it. We already know it's tough because we've had the WBC happen before and the U S has only won at one time. It was the last time right. around, but like we've seen these other teams come in and do it. I think this is the best U S team probably constructed yet. And I'm telling you right now, if they don't win this whole damn thing, there's going to be disappointed Americans, and we don't want that. There will be. There will be, but that doesn't mean the same thing. Yes, we all want to win. We will all be disappointed if it doesn't happen. But just from a baseball standpoint. It's tough. It's going to be real tough. It will be. It's going to be challenging. Hey, Baseball Today once again is brought to you by Fubo. Fubo is a streaming service, more than 200 live channels of sports, movies, shows, and news. In fact, they have a really solid lineup for baseball that includes Fox, FS1, FS2 for all your World Baseball Classic games. ESPN has all your big-time matchups during the baseball season, including Sunday Night Baseball, and more local sports networks than any other streaming service. And we know what people are doing. They're cutting the cord, and they're getting Fubo. So what we need you to do is visit FuboTV.com slash baseball today to see which channels are in your lineup. And also, we want to save you some dough, man. You're going to score 15% off your first month. So visit FuboTV.com slash baseball today. Go save that money. Go check out your channels. Go have fun. Go enjoy yourself. That's the way it is. Fubo. I cannot wait for the World Baseball Classic, dude. Me neither. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm going to get to our next question real quickly, but go listen to part. If you can't digest the whole thing in one sitting with Miguel Rojas, he was on Team Venezuela, and then he had to pull out once Gavin Lux blew out his ACL because his role changed on the Dodgers. He got so much hate, he said, from people for not being able to continue on with Venezuela, and it hurt. It broke my man's heart. Like he's the nicest guy ever, first of all. And then for he's talked about for years about wanting to be a part of Team Venezuela. And then he he couldn't do it. Like he's like, I can't leave the Dodgers right now. So it means a lot to these guys, not just in our country. It does. Uh pitch clock continues to be a um a pretty big story. Uh Over the last few days, Max Scherzer took to the mound. He quick pitched one guy and got called for a balk. He tried to manipulate the clock and run it all the way down to zero. Didn't get the shot off in time. So a double play grounder was nixed. It was like if he threw it like um, like 70 miles an hour in blitz ball. He got buzzed. (laughs) So it it didn't work out. Uh, Here's Max explaining his side of the story. 
and seeing how the Empire called it, I mean, it was on zero zero for a, a one count. I, want, I think that's one thing I also want to make sure we get cleaned up on the rules is like, you know, is, you know, if you look at a basketball uh, clock when it goes zero zero, like there's still another second on zero zero. So we'll make sure it's not zero zero, like the moment it hits zero zero, or is there a little time on zero zero? Probably need to get a little clarification on that as we move forward. Okay. So a byproduct of the pitch clock is that veterans are starting to manipulate it a little bit. Is this just part of the process or is it something that we're all going to be going, ew, that's gross. I think that we're seeing it in spring training. Max Scherzer is clearly testing the boundaries. Like he's saying, he's trying to figure out what he can and can't do. I know that the league already sent out a memo saying we need to be more reasonable with this, meaning we can't be having the quick pitches. We can't be having the long pauses. Like we're all kind of in this together. So it needs to, to work out. That's what I'm hoping for happens. Whether you give the umpires the ability to tell the pitcher when he can pitch, like they've been doing for the last, what, 40, 50 years, like, Hey, go ahead and pitch now. Or you have some sort of rules in there. Something has to be figured out because you don't want to have the quick pitches. You don't want to have each pitcher coming set at eight seconds and running the clock all the way down to the last second. That's not good for the batter. It's not good for the pace of the game kind of is, you know, we're going backwards here a little bit. So I think all these things will get figured out. My opinion on it is that we still need the umpire to give the okay to the pitcher to pitch. We have to have a guy in there when this, you can't have the pitcher automatically pitch as soon as the batter puts his eyes up. It's just, that's not the way the game is meant to be played. So we still need the umpire to do it, or we can have the pitchers just kind of be reasonable about it. But I don't think that's oh, God. the case. Okay. If if there are boundaries to be pushed in professional sports, athletes are going to do it. And I understand yes. it. Max Scherzer wants to win as badly as anybody in the history of the sport. You don't think he's trying to figure out exactly what he can and can't do right now? I, I do, and it and it works too. That's that's the scary part is the quick pitching and the and the delays, they work. They do. Um, it was very interesting, not to just promote promote Rose rotation out of the gourd, but Miggy and I talked about this and I said, so what do you think of the pit? And before I could get the words pitch clock out, he was like, oh, hate it. And he gave the best version of why from a hitter's standpoint. First of all, I didn't know, although it makes a lot of sense, but I just in all the games that I've watched so far, you know, we as fans can see it from behind the pitcher, right? We see it counting down in the corner or some local distributors will put it up, uh, you know, on the score bug or whatever. The batters have it right in their eye, dude. For the first time, they are counting down a clock as well. Could you imagine how difficult that would be for you? I think they'll get used to it. That's the thing is they just kind of have to figure out where they want to look, when they want to look. The cadence will come with all this stuff, but the silliness of the quick pitches and the holds are something we have to figure out. Like, I think that's the biggest problem here. Like it's working. If you watch the games and the pitchers who are just kind of like going with the flow and doing it and not trying to, to quick pitch and do all these things, it feels right. It feels good. And I've talked to a lot of guys who like it. So I'm, I'm curious just to ask you why Miggy said that he doesn't like it. Um, well, go go listen to it. He yeah. he does a he does he will do it more justice than I would in I explaining will. it to you. Um, so even if you just want to watch that part, just go to our YouTube channel and Rob Scirocco, our producer, does an outstanding job of 
uh, time stamping all of the discussion. So go if you're only interested in that one, that's fine. I'd prefer if you listen to the whole thing, but that's okay. If you just want to listen to that part, go do it. It's really, really interesting. Uh, today's episode of Baseball Today, also sponsored by our friends over at Shady Rays. So take on the sun with gear that is built to last. You'll look way better than whatever that thing is that Ploof just did. Our friends at Shady Rays, yeah, that's not very becoming. Uh, they have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. It offers a world-class product that's just as good as any of those big-time expensive pair that you've worn. And you'd say, why the hell did I just dish out all those money when I could have had a perfectly damn good pair from Shady Rays? They got durable frames. Extremely clear optics as well. And here's what I love most about them. Raise your hand right now if you have ever sat on a pair of sunglasses. You forget you put them on the driver's seat. You get in your car. Right. Right. We've all done it. Right. I, I know you're listening. Whomever you're. Frank, you're listening. Raise your hand because you've done it too. Shady Rays has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break a pair, even on day one of ownership, they're going to send you a brand new pair. There are no questions asked. We don't need video proof of this stuff. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase them. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. ShadyRays.com. Use the code word today. 50% off two plus what? pair of polarized sunglasses. I'm going to repeat that. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code word today, 50% off for two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. And if you break them, or when you break them, if you're like me, or lose them, you're going to get them replaced. No questions asked. It's incredible. I do have a question for you. Yes. And it's about Jared Kelnick. He is mashing this spring. He hit one this weekend against Devin Williams that I think when they get back to Seattle for opening weekend against the Guardians, they might find the ball. That's how far he hit it. How important is it for Seattle that he finally lives up to expectations? I'm going to totally change the question here. It's important. I like this. I want this guy to be good. I want him to have a spot in the outfield, whether that means Teoscar moves to DH or Pollock moves to DH. I want this guy to be starting every day in the big leagues. He's 23 years old. Okay. He's making adjustments. That's what I want to talk about a little bit with Kelnick. Okay. You watch some side-to-side -side video of last year and this year. There's a couple of things you notice right away. Uh, one, he's standing much more straight up. And if you ever have tell anyone, a baseball player, get in the cage and just do what feels comfortable, 99 out of 100 dudes will stand straighter up, more upright. You just feel more comfortable, more athletic that way. So he's doing that. He still has a bat rest on his shoulder, Chris, here. Mm -hmm. What I like about this is before he would be, he'd get here and he wouldn't really move it off his shoulder and he'd try to get into his launch this way. Right now, instead of that, he's bringing his hands down and getting him right into launch. And it's shit. I think he, it's much more repeatable for him. So he's getting <laughs> to the launch position in a more repeatable fashion. And now he's giving himself more time at the plate to track the ball. That swing that you just showed off Devin Williams, he's hit. That's his fourth of the spring. Go check out the other ones. He's just seeing the ball a tad bit longer. It's traveling a tad bit longer. Before, it looked like he was trying to go get extended on stuff, and he'd be out in front a little bit. Right now, he's locked in. He's seeing the ball like it's on a fucking string out of the pitcher's hand all the way to the barrel. And when you hit a ball like that and you give the little, as you admire it, little head tilt, you know you got it. He's made the adjustments. He's seen enough big league pitching. I mean, how could you not be on the Kelnick train in 2023? 
Yeah, get on board. Um, it's much more important for him than it is for Seattle. Even if Seattle's going to overtake Houston, it's not going to be because of him. I just don't see it. It's so interesting because a couple of years ago at this time, we were trying to decide, okay, who's the future of this team? Is it Kelnick or is it J-Rock? Right? We were like, which one of those guys is going to really pop? And now it's, forget about it. <laughs> They've already made a $400 million investment on one. And another guy who, I think the nice thing for, for them is they've brought in guys that have done it at this level, done it very well, maybe not from the left side, uh, but, you know, to, to give them a little more balance. But let's say he does okay this year. Yes. Maybe he becomes part of a trade piece. I don't believe that at all, Chris. I think you're giving up way too soon on this guy. Like I said, he's 23. I, he's got years of con- he's got years of control left. He's gonna make essentially no money if they don't want him to make any money. Like this guy, I think it is very important if they want to catch the Astros in the West. If you have another bopper like this guy, I get it. Like not every prospect lives up to the potential, and certainly he has not at the big league level. But if he does figure it out, and now you have another like three to four win player on your roster at that cost, like these are the these are the guys that get you over that hump. So I I am like fully expecting that we see something like that. If he continues with those mechanical adjustments, sometimes that's all it takes. You get to the big leagues, you struggle and you get lost mentally, but also physically like things get out of whack. Cause you're trying now to make these micro adjustments during the season. If you get to have a whole off season, see your swing, you understand now what you're going to see at the big league level. You go into spring training, things like this happen years like that can change a guy's trajectory like that, bro. And I think that's what we're going to see this year out of him. I would love to see him stay. I would. But all I know is who's their GM? Jerry DePoto. Now, he got yelled at a little bit by the Seattle fans up there because he didn't make enough moves. He signed some guys. He made the one trade. But in recent years, we've seen him go for it, right? He picked up Winker and Suarez from the Reds. You know, he went and got Luis Castillo. Um, So he's been willing to pull the trigger. And if he feels like this is a team that could win it, like he's always going to be the GM the guy that was, you know, the architect when they snapped that 21-year playoff drought. Well, now can you do something else? Can you show me another trick? Maybe go to the World Series for the first time ever. And if the decision comes down to, well, do I want to see Jared Kelnick grow up here and be controllable here? Or do I want to go get that dog? He can go get that dog. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, last thing. Cleveland's own two-time Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Fame tight end Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live. By the way, did you see him? I didn't see it. Do you look like me? Okay. Well, he does look, yeah. I mean, you guys are both good-looking guys. Both have a lot of swag. Yeah, big egos. But, I mean, yeah, so you guys are similar. Um, Yeah, yeah, I thought he did a hell of a job. Um, The American Girl skit was unreal. I'm going to check that out. I, I, I I haven't seen it. Which current player would light it up right now on SNL? I'm going to keep it in Ohio for you, C. Rose. You know, I'm not saying you should host C. I'm not saying you should I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Do you? Yeah. He's already a performer. He used to do it in high school. My guy, Kyle Schwarber, part of the choir, he understands performing. Oh, I think God, he'd be perfect I for it. I even think he's been on SNL before when they won it with the Cubs. Didn't he go on it? 
he, he and so he's Rossi, already familiar. Yeah, he's I already think. familiar with it. Let's let's oh, get you know Schwarm's what? It might out not have there. Been him. It might have been uh, Rizzo and Rossi. Okay. Yeah. Well, even better. He got snubbed from SNL once. Let's not make that happen again. Let's get him on the show. I think he'd be perfect for. It. He's like funny. He's approachable. He has the the background in theatrics. So I'm going Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. I like that. Um. By the way, people are like, well, what do you mean Ohio? He doesn't play for the Reds or the Guardians. He grew up in either, I forgot if it was Hamilton or Middletown. One of the two. Middletown. 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 Okay. Yeah. Southwest Ohio. Um, I thought about going Brett Phillips. I decided not to. Because I just wanted a little more star power. Yeah, a little bit. This guy's already created a bunch of great. I don't know if it was on TikTok. I know it was on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I know Larry. where you're going. Oh, no. Hutch. Hutch? Who'd you think I, I love was going it? To? I love it. I thought you were going to say Joey Votto. You were talking about all this new stuff. Well, he's been on, that's where I, I thought Kutch. you were going. Yeah. Hutch, you know, Hutch can do it. He's already got the skits down pat, so he can play characters, but so does Votto. It's pretty good. Do we have some funny people in the big leagues right now? I like that. We do. We do. But you have to be able to nail it. You really have to sell yeah. yourself. But that's why a guy like Peyton Manning was so great on SNL because everything is scripted for Peyton. And he nails it. I mean, he wants every line written out for him, and he will bust it. So, Really? Oh, yeah. I think Schwarbs is good because he likes he's got he's got the everyman appeal to him. You know, he's not some yeah. like dude that's all shredded and jacked, you know, and, and I think he can get into really good characters. Um, but I do like the Kutch one as well because I've been around him and he's a showman. Like he knows yeah. how to command a room. Uh he is funny, he's got a good smile. Like there's a lot of things to like about that. So it's a good question, C yeah. Rosie. All right. Speaking of questions, once again, we got our Fubo TV question of the week. It will always be over the next few weeks on our last episode of said week. So this week, it'll be for Thursday. That means you got to get it in by Wednesday. Please get it in. Intrigue us, make us laugh, make us think. And then whomever has the best question, we will use it in the show. And that person will get a free Baseball Today shirt. All right, man. Travel safely. I'm keeping it warm for you up here in the Northeast. Can't wait to see you, big guy. It's crazy that we got to travel 3,000 miles to give each other a hug. Yeah, when's the last time we were uh, in person together? New Year's? New Year's? Oh, my goodness. It's March, bro. Well, you can you can credit uh, Michelle Rose for that because I was going to keep going on the 101 home, but she was like, <laughs> listen, they're there. And then we got off the freeway and it was pouring rain. I was like, what the hell are we doing? Love me some Michelle. But it was, it was worth it because I got to see Matthew Stafford again. That's true. Okay. Hey, good hanging out with everybody. Uh, we're excited. We're getting very close to going five days a week. WBC starts tonight. Enjoy it. Ah, oh, I love it. And I can't wait to see all of my John Boy Media family for Blitzball 3. We cannot wait to bring that content to you in the month of May. So for one of a kind, producer Dan and the Natalie clad and overly handsome and talented Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Thursday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Fubo TV.